the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The Senate's impeachment trial wrapped up its Saturday business after President Trump's lawyers opened their defense, accusing Democrats of striving to overturn results of the 2016 election. White House counsel Pat Cipollone said after four days of Democrat spin, the Senate's getting the real version of the story. You heard a lot of facts that they didn't tell you. Facts that are critical. Facts that they know completely collapse their case on the facts. Now with Sunday off, Democratic senators who are vying to replace the president in November quick to exit town and hit the hustings, if only for a few hours. Senators Warren, Sanders, and Klobuchar on a quick tour, halls, rallies, and concerts across Iowa to keep their supporters motivated, heading into the final stretch of the caucus campaign, which ends when voters head to the polls on February 3rd. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher sees a scam coming out of Washington. The somber, solemn occasion of impeachment resulted in Pelosi fist-bumping with Bill Maher over their enthusiasm and excitement about impeaching the President of the United States. This thing is such a fraud. This is such a joke. This is such a scam. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Snelling Heating supports our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast from Medicine Lake in Plymouth on Saturday, February 1st. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 1 to 3 as they broadcast from our Fish Mobile House Studios. Holes for Heroes is an annual ice fishing tournament created to honor our veterans both at home and abroad. This broadcast is sponsored by Snelling Heating. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Cloudy and high of 32. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is the headliner of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Sands, the headliner, Mitch Berg himself. Mitch is out on assignment today, but fear not. Uh, Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow on my normal broadcast day from 1 to 3. We hope you can tune in. Again, Brad Carlson, my blog, bradcarlson.org, and here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, talking some uh, local politics uh, in this uh, particular hour. And 2020, as I mentioned, is an election year, a big election year, not only a presidential election year, but also an opportunity where Republicans could possibly take back the Minnesota State House, hopefully strengthen their stronghold on the Minnesota State Senate. And there's some congressional seats that uh, we're looking to get flipped back to the Republican side, including right where we're sitting right now, as a matter of fact, Congressional District Number 2, and joining us right now is Regina Barr. Regina is one of a handful of candidates vying for the Republican nomination to oppose incum- incumbent Congresswoman Angie Craig. CD2, as I mentioned, it takes place uh, primarily in the south suburbs. We're sitting in Egan. One, that's one part of it, along with Rosemount, Prior Lake, Lakeville, uh, Cannon Falls. Do I have the cities right, Regina Barr? Yeah, I'm right. Okay. <laughs> it's a quick quiz here. I know that. Uh, Regina Barr, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Get a little closer to the mic if we can. In the, Sounds uh, good. Uh, board op will adjust to you. We appreciate you joining us on the broadcast today. Um, thanks for coming in and sure what's uh, probably, uh, I know Election Day is uh, a little more than uh, nine months away, but as you could probably attest to Regina Barr, the work starts right now, doesn't it? It started. 
well before I launched. So I launched officially last week on Wednesday, and we did a ton of work. I was very pleased with the launch. Um, as someone who's managed lots of uh, multi-million dollar projects in my career, I have to tell you, um, my team did a fabulous job. So I'm very pleased with the launch. Now tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Typically someone who gets in a race like this, Certainly something has happened in their personal background, business lives, what have you, to motivate them to uh, run for a congressional seat. What was your particular motivation, Regina Barr? Well, I have to tell you, I think like probably a lot of your listeners, I was sitting back watching um, everything that was playing out. You know, I was running for office in 2018, and then the whole Brett Kavanaugh um, debacle happened, and I was just horrified watching that, and um, this uh, trial you know, in the media. And then I saw the uh, FISA court challenges and the Mueller report. And then we got into this impeachment. And so what I was seeing is that more and more we're eroding this due process and there's an attack on our First Amendment, Second Amendment, um, the Constitution in general, the Electoral College. And I, you know, I was raised by a single working mom. And the one thing she taught us is that when you see something, you don't look away, you do something about it. And so uh, when I was asked to consider running for this race and I started to really dig in and look at Angie Craig's record, um, what I discovered really surprised me in the fact that she votes against the president 95% of the time. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, what are you doing for the people in our community? The president's policies have resulted in um, an uh, record-breaking economy, record-breaking, you know, um, stock market, increasing wages, lowest unemployment, and yet my representative is voting against the president 95% of the time. What's wrong with that? So with that, that's what led me to say, you know what, this is something that I uh, need to really think strongly about. And I um, weighed it, prayed about it, um, worked on my husband to make sure that he was on board and then decided that this was the right time for me to get in. Now, you talked about running for office. Some may may or may not know you actually – were a representative in the Minnesota State House. Uh, you were elected in 2016, unfortunately, were not reelected in 2018. But you contend that winning in a particular district like that certainly strengthens your credentials for th- this particular race. How so, Regina Barr? Well, you know, when you look at that race, I will tell you it had been held um, for over 50 years, which is as far back as we could get the data by a Democrat. And Mm, so um, I came in and uh, really through sheer hard work and getting out and building relationships, talking with people, um, was able to flip that district. And I think what's important about that in 2016 is what we were talking about a little bit earlier in that um, I actually beat Congressman Lewis by five points and uh, President Trump by over eight points. So I think that, um, you know, I wasn't part of necessarily that wave. And I think that helps to to level the playing field and put me in a good position going into this race. So, um, you know, and the dynamics in 2018 were completely different. um, And I'm hoping that we're going to have more of the 2016 dynamics in this race this year. Now, you talk about 2018. Uh, What we saw, particularly here in Minnesota, and I think it was representative of what we saw across the country, where more outstate areas of states, rural areas, had a tendency which you know typically voted for the old school Democrats, but realized that's not the Democrat Party that you see today, and they went more Republican, particularly in this state, congressional districts one and eight, which would hell strongly Democratic for a long, long time. But then contrast that to congressional districts two and three, both held by Republicans for a long, long time, flipped to Democrats. What are you seeing living in a district like Congressional District 2, suburban area, which went Democrat this past election cycle? To what do you attribute that? So when I uh, was out knocking at doors, the thing that I heard most is that um, folks wanted to send a message to Washington. And a lot of times people would say, hey, Regina, you know, we really like you. You've done a good job. You worked really hard. And then I would get the butt. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So the big butt was um, we need to send a message to Washington. And so, you know, I continue to work hard and talk to people. Um, Sometimes, you know, it's the ebb and flow of politics, as you know. And, you know, I just still went out and did the best I could. And uh, I'm hoping that now folks are seeing what's going on in Washington now. And I think a lot of people are frustrated. They see this um, uh, impeachment, uh, witch hunt, whatever you want to call it. They see a lot of time and money being wasted. 
and nothing is getting done that is benefiting particularly, you know, our district or the country. I mean, there's so much distraction with this. I think people are so frustrated and, quite frankly, sick of it. There, one of the, uh, and, and I don't know if they've adjusted these uh, parameters of late, but uh, it Cook Partisan Voting Index, which kind of gets a gauge on how, where a state leans as far as Democrat or Republican. CD2, in particular, has always been kind of on the brink. Uh, right now, I see it as an R plus two. So, to your point, voting 95% against the president in a swing district, that can't be pol- a politically viable position for Angie Craig. Uh, our, I know you've only been on the campaign for a week or so, but conveying that to the constituents, that that probably has to come to a shock, as a shock to them, Regina Barr. Uh, the people that I've been talking to, Brad, have been stunned when I tell them that because um, that's not what they understood was happening in our district. I think that they thought they had a representative that was working to actually represent them. And when I tell them that, they, they really are shocked. And um, then, you know, I try to talk with them about, um, you know, why I can go to Congress and um, make some changes. I, you know, I think personally I would like to see someone, maybe we could flip that and have somebody who actually votes 95% in support of the president's policies, which are actually impacting people from the day-to-day perspective. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to know that um, they're making more money, that their kids are getting a great education. And so the things that impact them in their home, in their wallet, in their pocketbook are what's really important to them. And when they look and see what the president is currently doing, they're like, wow, have some, want more, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that there's a a great opportunity um, in CD2. Once you got started, obviously at CD2, like, as we mentioned, certainly a swing district and something that you've been used to working in a, you know, a House district that was overwhelmingly Democrat for so many years. So certainly you're not a stranger to being in a, in a situation where it is going to be an uphill climb, no question about it, and you're making no delusions about that. But do you look at a district like this and uh, how do you formulate a game plan? Because you know, a House district in the state legislature – uh, certainly pales, uh, certainly not as substantial as what you're going to face in Congressional District 2. So how do you go about developing a game plan to be sure you get around to the district? Because, uh, you know, you you did a lot of door knocking in a state house district, congressional district, whole different animal, Regina Barr. Right. Um, I used to joke that it was the best diet and exercise program on the planet. <laughs> that's an excellent but point. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, th- that's not possible when you're dealing with a district of this size. So, you know, what I've done is I've put together gr- a great team. I talked to a lot of people former congressmen, et cetera, um, and asked, you know, for their advice and counsel. And so I I hired a great um, general consultant that has experience with other congressional campaigns. I've got um, some great people on the ground. We have an endorsement, and I am working really hard to make sure I secure that endorsement. And I think that part of that process, it's lots of talking with people, going to lots of meetings in the district. Um, I've always stayed um, involved locally, even over the last year, going to all the issues meetings that I could, um, and really staying in involved in the chamber and those kinds of things, trying to just keep my foot in that door, if you will. So I think it's really working hard to build those relationships and getting out in front of people um, with the message that I'm bringing. And I think it's really having those um, that great support team and the volunteers around me. One thing that I've been heartened by is I've seen a concerted effort, particularly at the national level. I know Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman out of New York, has had this up to get a lot more female candidates on the Republican side. I mean, in the House of Representatives in particular, it's embarrassing how few female candidates are there on the Republican side. And that's something I know as a, as someone who supported the party needs to do a better job of. And again, I'm I'm someone who looks at, at specific issues, positions, regardless of gender. But there's no question, and this is something I know that you probably learn as, a, as an alum of MEPS, there are a lot of female decision makers within the home, and they want to feel that they're being better represented, and that just just hasn't been the case. You know, I totally agree with you, and I think right now in Congress, there's only 14 women in the House. Yeah, and it's, it's really stunning. Um, when, or I should say, 
Republican women right, in the right. House. So I know what just you to be yeah. clear, <laughs> um, because there are a lot of Democratic women and we need to really shift that balance. And I think you're spot on when you say that, you know, when I look at the issues, you know, a lot of times things get tossed out, women's issues. And you know what women's issues are? It's exactly what you said. They're, they're the financial managers and decision makers in their home. So they want to know about, you know, what are we doing to help make sure that we have a strong economy? They want to know about things like how, what are we doing to reduce the cost of health care? All the things we talked about that impact their pocketbook and impact the quality of life for their families and, you know, their children or, you know, and a lot of women are um, that sandwich generation. So they're not only worrying about their children, they're worrying about their parents and and other things that where they have to do caregivers. So, you know, when I look at um, the issues that women are facing on a day to day basis and uh, I think that women make excellent legislators because they can take all of those factors into play. And I think women look at them in a little bit of a different way. Um, than men. We're joined by Regina Barr. She is vying for the Republican nomination in Congressional District Number 2. The Congressional District uh, comprise of a lot of the south suburban areas, including right where we sit, Egan, uh, Lakeville, Prior Lake. Uh, is Apple Valley part of it too, Regina, mm-hmm. I think? Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. I need to get better uh, quiz. Grove Heights. Yeah, I know there's some redistricting that's... Invergrove Heights, yeah, that's yeah. where you served, of course. That's yeah. where I live. Make per- yeah. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Regina, we need to take a break. Are you able to hang with us for another yes, segment? Okay. absolutely. Again, Regina Barr will be back with us to talk a little bit about more about her candidacy. If you have some questions for the candidate, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-727-9105. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-727-9105. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is broadcasting once again, not from our usual undisclosed bunker, but from the ice. I'm Brad Carlson, here with Mitch Berg. Join us and hundreds of others on Medicine Lake in Plymouth for our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast. An opportunity to salute veterans and those currently serving in the armed forces. Find us on Medicine Lake or tune in from the comfort of home, Saturday the 1st from 1 to 3, right here on The Patriot. Thanks to Snelling Heating for sponsoring the broadcast. The start of a brand new year is a great time to make changes and improvements. So if you've got cracked teeth, missing teeth, or loose old wobbly dentures, then ImplantMiracle.com invites you to get a brand new smile and save a lot of money with beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants as low as $2,499 per tooth. Other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. But at ImplantMiracle.com, our price is as low as $24.99 per tooth. That's a great deal. Plus, we offer free consultations, free standard x-rays, and easy payment options to fit your budget. So as we begin a brand new year, do something nice for yourself by not overpaying for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where implants are very affordable. For more information, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Your first year of Christian school is half-priced through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half-priced Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. 
Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, AM 12 and the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. But Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow during my normal broadcast time, 1 to 3 p.m. And we're here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Honored to be joined this hour by Regina Barr. She vying for the Republican nomination for the 2nd Congressional District. Uh, ReginaForCongress.com is where Correct. we can find out more. Okay, ReginaForCongress.com. That's the whole word, not the number. ReginaForCongress.com is where you can go find out our website, find out a little bit more about Regina, what she stands for, and uh, what it's going to require to unseat uh, Angie Craig in the 2nd Congressional District. Maybe you ought to post a photo of your video of yourself on Twitter, Regina, plowing your driveway. Okay. Angie Craig tried that <laughs> tactic. It's like she had uh, she didn't have a coat or any hat on, and it was like two seconds long. It's like something tells me as soon as that video was cut, she ran back in the garage in the house. So, yeah, it didn't look like she had the proper Minnesota attire. So I'm old-fashioned. Yeah. I actually shovel. I don't wow. snow blow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when a- my husband's not in town, uh, is out of town, so I get out with the shovel. I don't actually use the snowblower. I think you have your next campaign ad, Regina. That's, <laughs> that's impressive. Seriously. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey. And I have a big driveway. <laughs> We're hardy Minnesotans. We shovel oh. here, let me tell you. So, Well, again, we are joined uh, in studio by uh, Regina Barr. Again, she uh, actually served in the Minnesota State House, in case you missed the prior segment. Uh, back, uh, was elected in 2016, unfortunately did not win in 2018. But as we've been talking about, that was a district that uh, not very favorable to Republicans. So uh, if you're wondering if Regina can win in a swing district, absolutely uh, she can, just extrapolate out to the full CD2. So uh, getting into a particular uh, race like this, uh, have you, uh, has there been others that have reached out, maybe provided counsel advice inside of, of what it is for, to win a race like this? Because as we talked about, you know, it's a similar philosophy. You're going out and meeting with constituents, door knocking, what have you. It's just at a much larger scale. So have you've gotten some insights as those who may have gone before you, Regina Barr? Well, I have reached out to former Congressman Lewis, former Congressman Klein, and I've talked with uh, Congresswoman uh, Susan Brooks out of Indiana. So I, um, I've talked with people within the dris- district who really understand the um, the story behind the numbers, if you will, and really anybody that would talk to me about it and whether this was a winnable district. And so after really talking to people who had been there, done that, I became more and more convinced that particularly with um, the money that's being invested by the Trump campaign, that that this was definitely a winnable district. Um, The president is putting an unprecedented amount of money into the state in general and then spreading that out. But even in CD2, everywhere I go, I think I was telling you, I see some of his staffers. So they're helping to drum up and turn out the vote. And then I look at, you know, the things that I can then do to also help augment what others are doing. There's also been a lot of... um, uh, third-party advertising already going on. So that also gave me kind of a clue that this is a, a district that they think can be won. And I think um, a lot of people were waiting and hoping that a strong candidate would step up. And and I think I'm that strong candidate. There are a lot of obviously uh, very noteworthy issues that are going through Congress right now. Uh, you know, we talked pretty much the full first hour about the Second Amendment, particularly the Virginia rally, and then uh, this uh, Minnesota State Senate held a hearing up in Hibbing. Uh, Obviously, the life issue, very salient issue, we've seen that very polarized last year. You had some states pass these horrifying laws where they allow abortion very, very late term, and then you have some other states who implement uh, heartbeat bills, whereas when a heartbeat is detected, it makes abortion illegal. So very, very polarizing, very highly charged issues, Regina Barr. How are you uh, approaching these? Because obviously living in a swing district, there's going to be kind of that mixture of opinion. So how are you approaching these particular issues in general? Well, you know, um, I try to be very honest with people. And so, for example, Second Amendment, I am pro-guns. I'm pro-Second Amendment. And actually, for the, I never saw the sign 
that you have posted anywhere else which says that legal carry is allowed in this facility. I'm so used to seeing some of the other signs that get posted, you know, that weapons are banned and so forth. So I, um, for example, on the Second Amendment issue, I've been a staunch supporter. I refuse to sign on to any of the gun bills in the House. Um, I saw a lot of my colleagues, you know, making other choices. And um, I don't think it helped them and it probably hurt them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, um, you know, I feel like that is a fundamental Right. Um, you know, you talked about the abortion issue and I am pro-life and I, you know, believe in the sanctity of life. Um, I was horrified like you were. Um, I call it the post-birth abortion bill. I mean, where we had people in New York. I don't know if you remember seeing when they signed that and the government signed it, people were cheering. Yeah. And that was really a horrifying yes. um, vision for me to see that, that we would cheer um, something like that when and then we had the governor, and uh, you probably talked about this on either your past segment or previously, where he, um, when he was asked about what what happens when a, a baby's born during a, the abortion, and and he said, well, that's a conversation between the doctor and the, the mother. And I just, I was horrified to hear Yeah, we'll keep things. the baby comfortable until the mother decides yes. what to do with it. And then, you know, and, and yeah, that, that that's a... That's an excellent point is because, you know, they people took issue with the president because the president, first ever president to speak at the pro-life rally this mm-hmm. past week. President Trump uh, talked about how the governor of Virginia is advocating for you know killing children after they're born and people just take serious, serious issue with it. It's like, well, allowing a child, uh, disallowing a child medical care after they're born as opposed to actively killing it, I don't think that's quite a moral distinction that you're going to get by with a right. whole lot. And and you hate to characterize it that way, but mm-hmm. it is it, it's a very horrifying picture. It is horrifying picture, and um, you know, and to your point, a lot of these are very divisive. And I I think, you know, what I have tried to do in my district, you were talking about, um, you know, it is a a swing district, I mean, when you look at it on paper, is really I try to start from what are the things that we can work on together. It's, you know, when I used to meet, for example, with the school board or sometimes different groups would come in to meet with me and they have a list of 12 things they want. What do you think the first two things they start with? The two things we don't agree with. And mm-hmm. so once once I had built relationships, I said, you know, you guys, let's not focus on those two things just yet. Let's look, work on the other 10. If we can get all of these 10 done, then let's come back, and I'm happy to have a dialogue about those. So the other thing that I think I did um, well in my district when I was running the first time and I will strive to do this time is I try to listen to everybody. You know, everybody deserves to be heard. Um, I think right now we're in an environment where we try to or people try to shout each other down and there is no dialogue. And I think that we can disagree on things and still be able to talk to one another. And, you know, I think um, we need to try to bring some of that, you know, civility and some of that um, just willingness to listen to each other, because I think sometimes that goes a long way so that people be heard. So when I served in the Minnesota House, I had an open door. I I met with everybody, and sometimes my staff didn't always like that. But I said, you know what? These people are my constituents, and that's my job, and I'm going to meet with everybody. Do you obviously when you're when you're out there campaigning, there are you're, you know you're going to run into those disagreements, and you're going to hear people say, well, you know. You know, you're obviously you've done very well for yourself, you know, owning your own business and, and have been successful. And people will maybe say to you, you know, you can't relate to my plight. But, you know, I know a little bit of your personal story, uh, Regina. And you mentioned at the outset, growing up in a, uh, under the, in a home of a single mother, um, you basically helped raise your, your siblings. Is that mm-hmm. right? So, I did. You, do you, how, how do you balance that? I mean, you don't want to, unless maybe you do want to cut open a vein, but at least convey, hey, it wasn't always like this. You had to work for it and get right. and to get to where I'm at. I think um, you make some good points. So what I when I was growing up, my mom worked really hard. Um, she worked the night shift, four thirty to two thirty in the morning. Mm. Literally, wow. I was nine years old, taking care of my two year old brother. My wow. mom worked that second shift, and you just I just stepped up and did what I had to do, and then tried to corral my older brothers. Not always successfully, but I did the best I could. And I'll tell you, she taught me the value of hard work. She taught me the value of being self-sufficient. And she also, um, you know, taught me not to be a victim. Victim wasn't a word that we used. We didn't look at ourselves that way. My mom taught us that, you know, education is critical. You, You know, work hard, do good work, get a good education. And the other was be financially independent because my mom 
was not some of those things. So I took that with me. And I, I think in some ways I, you know, represent part of that American dream. I worked in high school, but was able and took care of my brother and still graduated second in my class. Wow. I um, went to college. I worked three jobs and was the first person in my family to graduate from college. And then I went to work. I had a very successful corporate career. But after surviving many mergers, <laughs> downsizings and whatnot, I decided, you know, I wanted to do something different. Started my own business, partly because I could have more control over my personal career destiny and also my financial destiny. Once again, we were honored to be joined by uh, Regina Barr. She vying for the Republican nomination in Minnesota Congressional District Number 2, trying to defeat uh, current Congresswoman Angie Craig. Uh, Regina, we only have about a few seconds left. Why don't you uh, give the folks again your website where they can find you on social media and follow all the campaign activities. Fabulous. You can find everything that you need about the campaign at reginaforcongress.com, and I would welcome your support in our district. Once again, reginaforcongress.com. I'll also link to it at, uh, my, at my blog, bradcarlson.org, promoting uh, today's show, so you can find it there as well. Regina, thanks so much for stopping by. You're welcome Thank to come you. back anytime you know that, and uh, best of luck on the campaign trail. Thank you. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitch Berg, coming back in mere moments. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try it today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, oh. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage. With the help from the pros at Salem Surround, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Since 1992, Cormark Metals has been providing businesses and do-it-yourselfers materials and services needed to complete their projects, from steel, fabrication, engineer design services, and more. Join their community to shop and get inspired. Visit CormarkMetals.com. You know, this song is a staple at any Elephant in the Room performance, Mitch will tell you. <laughs> Lawyers, Guns, and Money, Warren Zevon. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. It is a headliner edition of the Narn. 
But don't worry, Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow on the Closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 1 to 3 p.m. But thanks, as always, for tuning in. And we're here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow, for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we do have a caller that we'd like to get to. Bob from Shoreview is calling in. Hey, Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was listening to you talk about the March for Life yesterday and President Trump's support. Yes, sir. And I was kind of focusing in on the actual leaving of a baby in a closet somewhere to die, a baby that's already been born, and deciding whether they should provide care and food for it. I mean, doesn't that make you sad? I mean, it makes us angry, makes us mad. But when I picture that, picture that poor baby shivering in the cold and not being fed it makes me sad because uh, i lost a girl she was born three months premature i held her she lived for two hours i held her in my arms and she wrapped her fingers around my thumb as if saying you know please help me i want to live and i was powerless to help her and she died and Mm. I just want to say, remember when you go to vote this November, which party protects these helpless, poor babies? That's all. Yeah, thanks, Bob. We appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I I remember, Bob, uh, we appreciate you sharing that, which is obviously a very, very heart-wrenching moment in your life. And uh, you certainly didn't have to do that, sir, but we appreciate it. And, uh, and, you know, someone who's actually been through that. And I know you've shared that with us before, and we appreciate you uh, doing so again. Yeah, yeah. I think Alexandra DeSanctis at National Review, she said it best one time where, uh, you know, taking objection to actively killing a baby and saying, well, no, 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 they're just letting, getting it comfortable and in, in deciding whether they want to give it medical care or not. Uh, that's not the game-changing moral distinction you think it is. Uh, again, that was Alec- Alexandra DeSanctis conveyed that line, not me. And she's exactly right. It's, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't. I can't picture it. And, you know, as we talked about with Regina, the last segment, the idea that the New York legislature members of the legislature were applauding after this bill passed, uh, just ghoulish, no other, no other word to describe it other than ghoulish. So, uh, again, eternal vigilance. I think that's our phrase of the day. No doubt about that, but I appreciate Bob bringing that up also because that is, was the next topic I was going to get into is the fact that President Trump spoke live at the Washington, D.C. March for Life rally. And this is a rally that's been going on for 47 years. I mean, since Roe v. Wade passed um, back in 1973, there has been a March for Life taking place. And I, I guess I never really paid that close attention as to who the prominent speakers were at these rallies, but I had no idea that a president had not ever spoke there before. And, you know, another good point Bob brings up is, you know, the pro-life community is a very strong, uh, vigilant community that sticks together on this issue. And some may question their motives, saying, well, you know, uh, uh, you people want us to choose between the baby and the mother. What if the mother's life is in danger, you know, and... and uh, um, an abortion is is required to save the the mother's life, and there's been prominent pediatricians who have come out and hit back at that chanting point and said, "Look, there has never been a situation where we've had to abort a child to save a mother's life. Early birth, premature birth, yes, absolutely, but abortion, not so much. And kudos to these pediatricians that are speaking up and talking about this." But uh, Philip Klein at the Washington Examiner, who isn't exactly the most ardent uh, Trump supporter, very much uh, even keeled right down the middle in his commentary, uh, he talked about how this uh, speech, Trump's March for Life speech, it will mean more for re-election chances than the impeachment trial that's going on right now. And uh, he I'll read, uh, part again, part of Philip Klein's piece, The Washington Examiner. Here's why Trump's speech to the March for Life matters. Given Trump's relatively low approval rating right now in the mid-40s, he's going to be heavily dependent on his ability to fire up the base of the Republican Party, particularly in key swing states and particularly on cultural issues. 
as it is, there's a good chance to be made that the Supreme Court vacancy and the uh, or excuse me, there's a good case to be made that the Supreme Court vacancy and the prospect that Trump would appoint a conservative to fill it is what ultimately decided the election for Trump in 2016. There were many conservatives, particularly religious conservatives, who were initially reluctant to vote for Trump. They didn't know how sincerely to take his promises uh, as a one-time pro-choicer. But ultimately, the calculation many of them made was, whatever the risk posed by a potential Trump betrayal, their chances of getting policies and judges they wanted was a lot higher than 0% they'd have under Hillary Clinton. Now, however, there is no doubt about Trump. He already has a strong case to make that as a result of both the judges he's appointed and policies he's pursued at the agency level. He's the most pro-life president in history. His speech helped cement his legacy. The importance of the signal that Trump was sending with his appearance at Friday's march cannot be overstated. Even George W. Bush, somebody deeply religious who was believed to have sincere convictions on the pro-life issue, chose to continue Ronald Reagan's tradition of phoning into the march or delivering remarks by proxy. That reflected a certain desire to keep the, excuse me, the anti-abortion movement at arm's length. So that's an excellent point, and I want to uh, bounce off a couple of things. First off, <clears throat> as the science has advanced, you know, the science that Democrats say that they're the party of science, as science has advanced, it has become more and more obvious that it is a viable human being that is being carried in the womb, particularly with ultrasound technology. You get the, pro, the pro-life movement, people think it's a bunch of religious nuts. Absolutely not the case. There are people who are stridently uh, religiously indifferent, maybe even anti-religion, but can see for themselves firsthand, absolutely that's a viable human being. Absolutely not. Is it just merely a clump of cells? Okay? So that's one thing. So my point is, is even among Democrats, you're going to get a majority of voters who absolutely support, at minimum, outlawing abortion past 20 weeks. Okay? Even the majority of Democrat voters are opposed to abortion past 20 weeks. So this idea that Trump is taking some big political calculated risk in going to the March for Life, it certainly isn't as risky as what Ronald Reagan or George, even George W. Bush might have endured. Okay, there wasn't as big a pro-life sentiment back in the area. So th- the culture is shifting from that standpoint, I think. But also you look at from the standpoint of, uh, you know, Philip Klein also alluded to the uh, judges, the Supreme Court judges, that uh, Trump put into place. Okay, there is there was zero percent chance that Hillary would appoint judges that would align with the Constitution the way that Trump judges were. So obviously, people took that into consideration in 2016. That's an excellent point. But there was one other <clears throat> there was um, one other train of thought that I had in there, and that is I saw a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of anti-Trump conservatives, anti-Trump Republicans, kind of almost lecturing the pro-life crowd, saying, hey, you know, be careful when you be careful, pro-lifers, deifying Trump. Okay, this is a guy who openly bragged about uh, about his uh, moral failings, particularly when it when it comes to women and particularly uh, talking about sexually assaulting women, you know, his whole um, grabbing women by the you know what he said, I'm not going to repeat it on air. The FCC precludes me from doing so. Okay. But here's the thing. Is there a way to support President Trump and say, you know what? I'm a pro-lifer. The Trump, President Trump has walked the walk with his policies, plus the judges he selected, not only at the Supreme Court, but the, Fed, the other, uh, other vacancies in the federal judiciary. He has proven that he is picking judges that are very much sympathetic to the pro-life cause. So is it possible to support him without deifying him? Of course. Okay? People know it's like, you know what? I don't like Trump personally. Would rather not listen to him at all. But if he his policy positions are consistent with my worldview, then, yeah, I'm going to support him. Now, that isn't deifying him. 
Okay, everybody wants to get on their high horse and saying that supporting a president because he is aligned with their political preferences is somehow deifying him. And that, that's not the case in all instances. Yeah, there are some evangelical Christians, particularly some prominent evangelicals, whether it be Robert Jeffress or uh, Franklin Graham or Jerry Falwell Jr., that I think I'm a little uncomfortable with the way they talk about him, where it almost sounds like a, a deity. Okay, I don't want to definitely am not clairvoyant, but I'm just hearing the words that they're saying. And I'm not comfortable the way they talk about a human being like this, particularly if you're coming from the evangelical community. We, I agree, we shouldn't deify a human being. But this idea that the pro-life community would want to support the president because he is walking the walk on pro-life issues and the judges he's appointing, okay? Support's one thing. Deification is something different. So it's probably not a good look to condescend to these people, all right, because they very much are engaged in the cult- cultural issues of our, of our time. It just so happens that pro-life is their top priority. So uh, I, 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 I kind of take issue with that description. But, you know, kudos to, to President Trump, and I know this isn't something that leftists want to hear, that his uh, support for pro-life is going to impact his re-election chances much more than the impeachment trial will hamper them. Impeachment, did you say? Okay, yeah, I'll give it a cursory mention when we come back for the final segment of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Fear not, Mitch, who is out on assignment today, will be filling in for me tomorrow on the closer edition of the NARN from 1 to 3 p.m., so we'll hope you tune into that. I know I'll be tuning in, and we'll be back with one final segment right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Special guest this week on the Victory Hour will be former United States Senator Rudy Boschwitz. Join Andrew Parker as he discusses presidential removal and the impeachment process with Senator Boschwitz. The Victory Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You got to get those smoked ribs. They call it Rack Shack for a reason. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. 
Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, who's been out on assignment. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from one to three. Be sure to tune in then. And we do have one final segment on the broadcast. Like I said, uh, yeah, we'll give uh, impeachment a cursory mention because, well, that's about all it really deserves considering the fact that uh, 20% less of the viewing public tuned in on day two than they did on day one. And I think people pretty much, they've been hearing about impeachment literally for three years. President Trump was inaugurated three years ago this past week. And they were talking about impeachment even before he was officially inaugurated as president. Because, of course, the uh, issue of Russian interference in the 2016 elections uh, came to light. And they were talking about how to deal with it. And then they came up with this idea that Trump colluded with the Russians. And once again, the Democrats overshot. When the Mueller report came out, there was no collusion. Were there some improprieties about the, how the Trump campaign and then subsequently the Trump administration handled themselves? Oh, yeah, you bet you there was. And you could maybe even make a case there were some impeachable offenses. But because they went so far beyond the pale to say Trump colluded with Russia, all these other offenses they didn't, even, they didn't have any interest in or the public had no interest in hearing about anymore. And then, of course, the issue with the, the call to the Ukrainian president, obviously that's what's at the surface of this latest impeachment talk. But if you think this is going to resonate with the electorate, uh, I'm not so sure about that. Now, again, a lot can happen between now and November, nine and a half months away. I get that. But for right now, it's really not resonating with the public. And if it's not resonating right now, how is it going to when you get further down the campaign trail? And I know the Democrats believe that Trump's not going to be thrown out of office. But their idea is if they could put enough out there to show that Republicans are senators are derelict in their duty and they're undermining uh, the impeachment trial, yada, 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 to put enough doubts in the minds of the public, then even though they say they're not, they're okay going into 2020 with that hanging over his head and whomever Trump's opponent is in 2020 will continue to beat that drum, drum as well. Well, there is an interesting article in thehill.com where CNN's David Axelrod, he was the former uh, chief strategist for Barack Obama during the Obama administration, obviously. he He's with CNN right now, like I said. He says impeachment didn't come up until 80 minutes into a focus group he was running. Not 18, 80, 80, one hour and 20 minutes. Again, this is from the Hill.com. Former Obama chief strategist David Axelrod said he attended a focus group with Democrat voters in Chicago on Friday. Democrat voters in Chicago on Friday, are they more like the blue dog, moderate Democrats, or far left? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a, line, go out on a limb and say they're probably far left. Uh, anyways, he's describing the gathering as chilling because impeachment didn't come up until more than an hour into the, into the session, despite it taking place amid the Senate trial of President Trump. Axelrod, who serves as a political analyst on CNN, shared about his experience during an interview with network anchor Aaron Burnett on Outfront Friday night as Democrat House impeachment managers made their final arguments in the trial before White House lawyers begin their defense of the president on Saturday. I was in a focus group this morning for the Institute for Politics here at the University of Chicago with some Chicago Democratic voters, and it was chilling to hear them talk about this, Axelrod said, because impeachment didn't get, come up. No one volunteered it for 80 minutes into the focus group, and we're right in the middle of the trial. When it came up, they said, you know, it's terrible what he did, the case has been proven, but we know how it's going to turn out, Axelrod continued. So we're not really that interested. We're ready to move on. And I think that's what Mitch McConnell and the president and the White House are banking on. They can take the hit here, buffalo their way through this, and the public will move on, he said. It's a cynical calculation, but it may not be the wrong calculation. 
The Senate would need 20 Republicans to move with all Democrats to convict the president in order for him to be removed. I think I erred earlier. I think I said it would only require 13 Republicans, meaning it would need 60 votes. That's not true. It needs two-thirds, which would be 67. So it's an even even higher threshold. So I regret the error. Uh, The Democratic strategist who made the comments as House impeachment managers wrapped up their third day of opening arguments in the impeachment trial, seeking to make their case to senators and the American public that Trump should be removed from office over his dealings with Ukraine and handling of the impeachment probe. So the Babylon Bee, which is technically a satire news site, but some of the stuff they come out with is probably a lot closer to real news than what we get with CBS, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, all that kind of stuff, okay? Uh, They came out with a story that said Democrats are concerned that Trump won't be removed from office, and so therefore they're concerned they're actually going to have to put up a viable candidate for president. And that's actually true. That's actually true. Because as David Axelrod said here, you know, it's not wrong for these people to think that they'll take the hit right now because in just we go from outrage to outrage so quickly right now in our political era, in this political era, that people, once the trial is over, people aren't even going to remember it a week or two weeks later, much less eight, nine months later. So therefore, they're going to have to focus on the issues, which if you get throw a kook like Bernie or Elizabeth Warren as your candidate, for president, uh, you're you're going to be in for some real issues there. So that's why Joe Biden has been leading in a lot of these polls. Even though you hear the guy speak, and he's clearly past his prime as a viable politician, as a viable elected official, but yet they're basically propping him up because they need someone who get, at least gives off the appearance of a moderate ilk. Okay? So, yeah, that's that's exactly right. So the Babylon Bee, when it came out with that story, is Democrats worried they're going to have to put up a viable candidate to run for president because impeachment's going to fail? That's that's spot on. That's actually true. That isn't even satirical when you think about it. And, uh, by the way, I didn't get a chance to get to this, but the New York Times uh, endorsed both Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar for president. And I say they did that probably out of sheer embarrassment because the latest Democrat debate that came out, it was Lily White. It was all white people. But they wanted to check off at least one box in the intersectionality scorecard, so they didn't want to have to go with septuagenarian males, white males like Tom Steyer or Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. So let's go with the women. So the women was the one checkbox in the intersectionality scorecard. They chose women over gay, so our regrets, Pete Buttigieg. So there you have it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's been an honor for me to fill in on Mitch Berg's airwaves on the headliner edition of the NAR. And Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3. Hoping you can tune in tomorrow. God bless you all. God bless America. The start of a brand new year is a great time to make changes and improvements. So if you've got cracked teeth, missing teeth, or loose old wobbly dentures, then ImplantMiracle.com invites you to get a brand new smile and save a lot of money with beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants as low as $2,499 per tooth. Other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. But at ImplantMiracle.com, our price is as low as $2,499 per tooth. That's a great deal. Plus, we We offer free consultations, free standard x-rays, and easy payment options to fit your budget. So as we begin a brand new year, do something nice for yourself by not overpaying for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where implants are very affordable. For more information, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091.
Hi, I'm Kirby Skurat. And I'm Christina. And we're with Remax Results. Christina, what are our clients saying about working with us? Kevin said, we have now bought and sold three homes with the team. They have been wonderful to work with. They listened in detail to what we were looking for in our new home purchase. They also did extensive market research when we sold our home and helped us list our house at just the right price. Because of their team, we sold our home for full price in only seven days. We put our clients first. That's why we created the Worry-Free Listing System, which offers flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. We help over 500 clients buy or sell each year. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money and in less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. AM 1280, 